Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at how to give up your comfortable life to get the great life. My guest in this episode is Ola Dantes. Ola is a serial entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Dwellin.com, a multifamily investment firm helping others get started in real estate investing. Ola also hosts one of the top real estate investing podcasts, The Dwellin Show, a show focused on helping others find financial freedom and lifestyle. If you're interested in joining our investors group, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash investors group and fill out an application form and or email me at info at cashflowninja.com to start the discussion to see if you're a good fit for our group. And if you reside in the Philadelphia, Bucks County and Southern New Jersey area, we are hosting a live investors meetup event every month in Newtown, Pennsylvania. For more information on the monthly event, and information on how to join us at our next live event, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash events. MC Lobshier, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cashflow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cash flow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Hola, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, MC. I'm so, so, so honored to be on your show. Yeah, great to, great to meet you and great to connect. Uh, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, where do I start? So, um, born in Nigeria, lived in the UK, now living in the United States. Um, been ca- trying to figure out what I'm going to do with myself and, you know, not to have a really long story, but I've focused on real estate as kind of my asset class and I've been kind of really um, somewhat successful and I, you know, can't wait for the future. Fantastic. Now, real estate, you jumped into that. Before we jump into the the real estate and the real estate that you're involved with. What are some of the things that you look at, um, and what's your philosophical approach to building wealth? And also, when you make decisions on investments, is there like a framework that you use, like a a checklist that you make decisions from? Oh man, that is such a fantastic question. So I, I mean, definitely, yeah, there is. Um, I have had some businesses before real estate. Um, I had a you know I had a strategic consulting firm um, while I was in Lagos. I worked with nonprofits um, while I was in Nigeria. Um, and for me personally, it's all about serving others. It's all about adding value to others. Um, just given a quick scenario that everyone can relate to, have you ever wondered all the billionaires in the world, well, for the most part, in the West anyway, the Bill Gates of the world, they amassed this large you know, portfolio of wealth and then they give it all back, right? So you don't need to look any further than that. So even if you're in the pursuit of wealth, you have to look at the guys that have actually 
are super uber wealthy and they're actually giving all that money back because that's where we really find fulfillment. Now, we don't have to wait till we become, you know, the Bill Gates or the Warren Buffetts of the world. Even on our journey towards wealth, we have to understand that amassing all this wealth for ourselves isn't enough. Is how can I be you know, of help to my world, to my community or to the greater world, right? So mm-hmm. can I do things in my immediate community? Can, community? can I help people? Can I go to other countries and help people? So I think for me personally, that's always been at the forefront of all my strategies and the forefront of my approach to building wealth. It's not all about how much money can I get for myself because I can only drive one car, I can only wear one wristwatch. I can only, you know, travel to so many luxury places. How can I really be of help and really leave a long lasting legacy um, for those after me and those that I impacted during my time here on earth? So for me, it's always about that. Always, always, always about giving back and, and adding value to others. Yeah, it's so true that what you're involved in, and we're, we're talking about housing here too, is you have to be able to, to serve and know who you serve. Um, and from a big picture perspective and a philosophical approach that is absolutely cardinal, you um, started your real estate journey and then you work your way into multifamily. Can you talk a little bit about why you got into real estate and then why multifamily is an attractive uh, asset class for you? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you asked that question. So I have a story that I have to tell to your audience, right? And I think this is really crucial. So a friend of mine from London called me up, um, not kind of out of the blue, actually. And he was like, hey, do you want to you know, jump on the plane and meet me in Dubai? Uh, I was like, where? Yeah, Dubai. I've got some meetings there. I'm meeting with some investors. Can you come over and meet me? Now, just to give you perspective, I was in the United States. Um, he was going from London to Dubai. And, you know, I was like, okay. So I did what every smart man does. Um, I asked my wife. and <laughs> Smart guy, smart guy. <laughs> she said, well, no, absolutely not. Can you guys do something called Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, you know, you know, talk on the phone? Why do you have to jump on the plane and go to Dubai for three, four days? And I was like, well, you know, maybe if I go in and actually learn something really cool, and I can bring that back and it can help our family. You know, I try to convince my wife um, to let me go. Eventually, I did go. I was on the plane uh, on my way to Dubai, not really having much idea of what I'm going to be doing. And when I got there, I was basically in an hotel room for the most part of three to four days, just kind of masterminding and strategy planning and, you know, with my friend. Uh, and then I realized that, hey, he's making so much money and doing pretty well, you know, in the United Kingdom. I could bring some of these approaches to the U.S., so, you know, obviously after we finished our mastermind, I got back on the plane, had a lot to think about, got back to the U.S. I was reading everything I could read. I bought so many books about real estate. Um, you know, I heard so many podcasts and then, you know, there was just a constant theme. Um, and this one book kept coming up. It was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And I picked up that book and I was like, oh my God, this guy is literally talking about everything I've been trying to articulate to myself <laughs> for all, all time, you know? So I just really, really, really connected to, you know, his philosophies and, you know, his, his kind of like foresight, you know, in, in, in the world. Now, the reason I gave you that backstory is a lot of us want more for our lives, right? But how willing are we to be uncomfortable? How willing are we with, you know, being ambiguous in our approach to life. How rigid are we, right? And is that really stopping us from living the life that we want to live? So I brought up that story to show that the path 
to success is never a straight line, right? There's, you know, they're going to be quirky little things. There's going to be things that don't make sense. You're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to do things that doesn't make sense, not just to your loved ones, but even to yourself, right? But that's when you know you're going or you're moving towards, you know, success, right? So I got back read the book, you know, I was pretty obsessive in terms of not just reading, but actually, you know, implementing and executing, frankly, on those theories, right? You can read and learn and analyze and, and you get stuck. But I, I was pretty fast in terms of buying my first building, which was within six months, you know, when I got back from, from my trip. So I got my first building. Um, it was a duplex. And, you know, I, I was telling my wife before, before we got the building, like, Hey, you know, right now we're living in a fancy, cozy apartment. Um, you know, and we, we have a pretty comfortable life, meaning, you know, we, we can park our car when we get back from shopping, we can, you know, go out late nights and come back anytime. We don't have to worry about parking. I know parking is a big deal. I'll get to it. Um, it, you know, and then I had to convince her that, Hey, we're going to move away from this nice suburbia apartment. We're going to move into the city. In Baltimore, uh, we're going to be getting rent from tenants, but we might not get parking because we're in the city. You might have to drive a few around the block, you know. Um, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not what we're used to, but I think it's going to be great. So obviously we moved into this apartment, of course, um, you know, we, we buy shopping and you have to find parking and while people are like trying to be, you know, it, basically my point is life wasn't comfortable, but we were getting income, right? Before we were just kind of dishing money out to the apartment, but now we were actually being landlords and making money. And you know that before I, you know, kind of wrap up here real quick, my wife told me one thing one day, she had an epiphany and she was like, wow, baby, I actually have money in my account. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Um, she's like, no, I have more than enough. Like I've never had this much money in my account. I was like, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> like <laughs> something magical, almost magical happens. And the reason I'm bringing this up is you could be in this circle right now in your life and you think that's what it's supposed to be. But unless you shift, right? And you push yourself to do something different to what you've been doing, you wouldn't have that epiphany, right? So it's until you push yourself and you're like, wow. And you take your time and take a step back and go, wait, hold on a second. All of a sudden, I'm now having money, you know, amassing in my account. But before I had my paycheck and it goes right out to rent or it goes right out to my car payment or whatever it is. So I think for us, we were very, very um, intentional. And then we got pretty, you know, we, we stepped back and say, hey, you know, did our decision, did it help us or did it hurt us? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of great uh, points that you make. The first part is... Um, I just want to stress this. This is so important that a lot of people uh, live the good life and give up the opportunity for the great. And what I mean by that is exactly what you said is where they're comfortable. And I know folks, they do really well in, in the corporate world, right? Making a very, very nice six-figure high, six-figure salary. Um, and then, you know, there's one particular individual that I think about. He's making a very, very high six-figure salary, started a business, that business has so much potential, like it could be a multi-million dollar business if he just focused on it, but he's not going to give up that comfort of that very high six-figure income uh, that he currently has with all the other goodies that surround it, right? The safety nets to go and focus all his energy to give up that, that 
good life to get the great, great life that that's possible right there, right? Where you'll have more control over it. The other thing that you also bring up is the aha moment that you and your wife had, where I think a lot of people, and maybe some of our listeners, if they're listening, they can relate that most folks get caught in that earning, spending, and then they got to take on more debt. And then they got to earn to pay off that debt. And then they spend again, and then they're back into debt, right? It's that earn, spend debt cycle constantly. Now, how do you get out of that? It's not the same mindset that's going to that's gonna get you out of that. So you're going to have to, you know, read The Richest Man in Babylon, for instance, and start with earning, paying yourself first, and then investing that in cash flow investments, um, and then taking care of the spending, you know, all the stuff that we need to live on, and then rinse, repeat. But to get to that, there's going to be an area of discomfort. <laughs> it's not going to be smooth sailing of breaking out of it's, – it's like anything, right? If you, you've had bad um, – if you've had like uh, really bad habits with eating, exercising, all that stuff, you're overweight, you feel sick, you don't feel good, all that stuff. When you're going to start, it's going to be, it's not going to be fun. Mm -hmm. But down the line, when you get after you've changed your mindset and changed your habits, I mean, now you're going to get back into shape. So the same thing, a lot of great points. Multifamily. So um, let's talk a little bit about the different niches. You st spoke about starting small in your multifamily adventure. Can you talk about the little di uh, different niches that you explored? Um, and then what were some of the next steps that you uh, took to scale some of the stuff that you were doing? Yeah, thank you so much for that. Yeah, absolutely. So the reality is most people that get started in real estate um, want to get started for you know different reasons now. So let's kind of take a little bit of a step back. Why do you want to live this life that is different to the life that you're living now? Right. If you're, for example, a software developer and you're making like, you know, over six figures, you're having a great life, you know, you're fine, you like your life. Why would you want to go and start flipping? Right. Or flipping houses because you saw an HGTV. Now, if you want to do that, that is fine. You have to understand why you want to do that, because you still have your day job that takes, you know, pretty a, a good chunk of your time. So would flipping a house, right? Um, chunk of time and chunk of emotions, chunk of, you know, you know, literally brute force in some cases to get projects finished. So what I would say to people is first, before you even jump into real estate, make sure you have your, you know, fundamentals, right? Right. Why am I doing what I'm trying to do? And what is the purpose, right? of this venture. And if you have a loved one or a spouse, make sure you share that because they're going to be on that journey with you. Right. So I think that's the very first thing. Why am I doing it? And then the, the how is, okay, who am I in terms of how much time do I have? How much knowledge do I have? Or can I attain to do or pick a real estate investing strategy? For me, I thought I don't frankly, for the most part, I want to deal with a lot of contractors. I don't want to deal with a lot of tenants. I basically just want an investment class that can be as passive as possible. Now, there isn't an asset class, well, in real estate anyway, that is, that is completely passive. I mean, I mean, that could be up for debate. For the most part, you have to somewhat manage it. So for us, um, obviously, I didn't have a million dollars to go put down on a $5 million building, you know, or you know, 60 unit or 50 units. So obviously we started small, we know we bought a duplex, you know, and then we saw that this was working and then we quickly started to scale. Now I have to make a point. So even though at the beginning, at the onset, I knew 
that I did not want to get into, you know, a really active or overly active real estate strategy, like flipping a house. <laughs> so I was very, very aware of that, but I made a mistake, right? Because I basically had the shiny object syndrome. <laughs> I met a partner of mine and he's like, hey, we can, you know, go flip houses and make, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and we're going to be rich and it's going to be great. And, you know, I've done this before. And I remember the richest man in Babylon, right? One of my principles I used to have done on my board here was never invest in get rich quick schemes. Actually, you yep. know, I made I, yeah, never ever get rich. And, and for me personally, I'm not saying flipping houses is a get rich, scheme, get rich quick scheme. But for me at the time, it was because I didn't want to do the slow and steady approach of buying up and just, you know, buying your asset. I wanted to, you know, buy a house for like 40 grand, put 60 grand in it, sell it for 150, move to the next one. But that wasn't my principle, right? I was adopting someone else's principle. And, you know, we did a few flips, you know, over a million dollars worth of flips. Um, but I realized that it just wasn't for me, right? This was not what I wanted. So for multifamily, I have to go back to what I started in and what has worked for me, right? And the reason I like multifamily is, first and foremost, you get the tax benefits, right? We, you get the tax benefits. If you flip a house, just for folks listening, thinking of starting into real estate, if you flip a house, you'll be subject to a pretty heavy tax levy after, you know, um, you, you get your proceeds, you know, if any. So, but for multifamily, for example, you can, you know, do, you can have a, a different tax saving strategies like cost segregation, like depreciation. And that really helps offset, right? becomes an expense line on your business. Therefore, that will compress your, 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 your income, if not eliminate it. Therefore, you won't pay, you know, as much or if any taxes. So I really like that. The other thing was it really gave me an option to also bring in, you know, investors who maybe say doctors or software developers or engineers who are busy with their day jobs and, you know, wanted to get involved in real estate, obviously didn't want to go flipping or do any kind of other real estate, but just wanted to put their money in an investment or, or an asset class that is pretty strong, really strong, went through the recession pretty, pretty well, solid asset. So that also allowed me to bring some of this you know, like I said, professionals and help them um, also get the tax um, benefits that multifamily I mean, does give. So if you're out there and you're thinking of getting into real estate, but you're not necessarily interested in being super active, you just kind of want to put your money somewhere other than the bank, you know, getting 0.005% in a year, analyzed, you know, you want something a little bit solid. Um, for me, I thought that was a better asset class. I thought that would makes sense for me long time and um, long term and obviously something i can pass on you know to my daughter and generations after me you're listening to the cashflow ninja the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today not in 10 20 30 and or 40 years this is the show where cash is not king but cash flow is king we will be right back after a word from our sponsors my friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. Dave and his team at The Real Asset Investor have syndicated many successful real estate and ATM projects over the last decade. Now his team has an exclusive opportunity for investors in the coal space. Do you want to be part of an energy project that takes conventional coal and cleans it up by extracting liquids while releasing almost zero emissions? 
The sale of these liquids can produce strong double-digit cash flow and aggressive tax benefits against ordinary income, all while using America's number one most plentiful resource in a responsible, efficient manner. Now that's non-conventional. For more information on this exclusive opportunity, you can visit therealassetinvestor.com or contact the Real Asset Investor team at info at therealassetinvestor.com. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. You know, you and I spoke uh, before the interview started, too, of the importance of, uh, of strategy and knowing what you want to do and so forth. And this is a great example where if you look at Robert K. Saki's cash flow quadrant and you have the E and the S, the B and the I. So what Ola was just saying is when you start out and you're flipping, so maybe there's a lot of people that just start their real estate business. So maybe they start in the S, but they start as a flipper or a wholesaler, right? And by the mm-hmm. way, that's a great place to, number one, learn your market, and number two, make some additional income to invest in real estate, right? But you're still an S. How do you get across to the B? Well, you can build systems and a business, and there's folks with flipping businesses and wholesaling businesses. They don't necessarily see that as an investment. That's the income-generating part that generates the income for them to get into that very, very well uh searched or desired quadrant, the I quadrant, which is the investor, which is the part that Ola was describing with tax advantages. That's where you want to be on that on that cash flow quadrant, uh, the least taxed area, a passive investor. So you've got to map out your plan, figure out, again, as Ola was saying, what you want, why you want it, who do you need to become you know, and then map out a path. Like if you're starting with nothing, and I know that there's a lot of folks listening that they are starting with nothing. I mean, the majority of people in the real estate industry and successful folks that I know started with nothing, right? No network, no capital, nothing. So where do you start? Well, it's a great place to start flipping, wholesaling, you know, and then build it up and then maybe create systems, get an assistant, build a team. Now you're switching over to the B and then eventually you're taking that capital and deploying it to the I. So there's a lot of stuff there. Um, on, in the multifamily space, you're in the Baltimore market. Uh, are you looking at other markets? Um, wha- what markets are you looking at and what are the things that you look at when you analyze deals right now? So definitely, um, you know, we did, we, we love the Baltimore market, you know, we have properties here, so we, we like Baltimore. However, we, we are starting to look outside of Baltimore. Um, we're looking at some markets, typically in the Texas area. We, we, we like Texas, it's pretty strong. It has a strong outlook as a, you know, the fundamentals in Texas are pretty strong. So we like some MSAs that we, we are focused on and we work with other capital partners and other syndicators to take down deals. Um, Florida is another, another market that we do like. Um, so even though we're here in Baltimore, we're pretty, 
um, fluid in terms of um, where we look at opportunities. So Texas, Florida, um, we like those markets. Now we look up places with you know a strong population growth, um, not just now but also in the future. We look for places where you know the the emigration from those cities, um, especially the MSAs, are not um, you know outpaced by immigration. So <clears throat> we look at you know stuff like that. We also look at you know. Um, markets that are passive investors that we have, um, you know, in, in our investor, in our business investor database that they like and they used to. That's really important for us because we don't want to bring a deal um, that, you know, to our investors and we've been investing with them, you know, say maybe in Houston, for example. And now we're bringing them a deal in Idaho in, you know, they're like, whoa, you know, we, we don't know anything about Idaho. I'm not used to Idaho. So because we've kind of like, you know, trained i would say our investors on specific markets so we, we tend to stay in those markets and we don't really you know kind of diverge too much from those markets and uh what are you currently seeing as far as from an economy standpoint a lot of people talk about market cycles asset cycles where we are what are you seeing in the markets that you're looking at and operating and studying um of what's going on there right now i think definitely um you know there's been a lot of talk about a, a correction coming and i think there might be um clearly it's not going to be like what we had in you know 20 you know 2006 2008 um but that said it, we we're starting to see a pretty dramatic compression in cap rates um across markets and i think you know for us what we're doing is basically tightening uh underwriting criteria making sure that you know assets that will maybe buy at a, a 6.5 um you know cap rate will probably go a little bit more to you know a little bit higher just to make sure that we're, we're, we're really you know making sure that that capital preservation is still the number one, um, you know, factor for us. We, we do not want to, um, you know, toy or play with our investors' um, capital. So for us, we, we, we are seeing that some folks are paying um, for deals that we wouldn't necessarily buy. Um, but of course, everybody has different investment parameters. So we are sticking to our guns in terms of, you know, what we're looking at and what we're buying and what we're, you know, essentially deploying our investors' capital on. Fantastic. Now, mentorship has played a big role for you personally in your life. What uh, can you speak to the importance of mentorship that it's had on your journey? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I say a lot? I wish, and this is going to sound very um, almost self absorbing, but I wish I met myself now when I was 22. <laughs> it's like I wish I knew what I knew now when I was 22 years old. Like, you know, I just really wish I did. So we go to school, we go to uni, we go, I mean, university, and then we come out and we have professors and teachers and, you know, career counselors. And we have all these people kind of holding our hands through that process. And when we come out of university, we just go, oh, that, that's it. I, like, you know, I don't have to learn anymore, you know, but we don't make that decision consciously. It's almost like the world tells us that, right? And yeah. we just kind of, you know, fit into that glove of I don't need to learn. I don't need to, to go to any conference. I don't need to do anything. So for me, I was really lucky enough to, to, to you know, to find my mentor, Joe Fairless. Uh, he's a great guy and he's helped me a lot. I mean, he has about probably like 400 million, you know, assets under management. He's in his 30s, just to give, you know, folks some perspective there. So that was really helpful. And, and I urge folks who are trying to get into the game um, that's what it is, the real estate investing game, to try to coalesce with other people that are doing what it is that they're trying to do, right? You sometimes you can either, 
you know, reach out and if you're lucky, you can work for the person for free or, you know, maybe they can just, you know, take you under the wings or sometimes you have to pay. Now, paid mentorship and non-paid, I have a little bit of a, a quagmire there. You have to make sure that whoever you're paying is actually doing, you know, whatever it is that you want to do actively. They haven't, it's not like they've bought their last deal five years ago or they're just a trainer at a seminar. A lot of people make that mistake that if I get a coach, you know, they're a magician. And then if I get a coach, I'm going to get my first deal. That's not how this works. The coach is just like your professor at university or like your teacher in school. They will guide you. They will try to give you the tools. They will try to motivate you somewhat. And then you have to take that personal responsibility to execute right on your goals to execute on your vision and to somehow try to motivate yourself but if you have the right why which i mentioned in the beginning it's fairly um for the most part easier to motivate yourself because you know why you're doing it right you don't need that extra motivation that extra fuel to keep you going when you hear the no i don't want to sell my apartment and you know when i hear those phone calls and you know when i don't when i don't get um, you know, brokers to return my phone calls. So you, you have to understand that you need that fuel to keep going and you have to self-motivate to get to where you need to be. Absolutely. Uh, you'd mentioned that you wish you uh, had known, you know, years ago what you know now. What, what are some of the things that you would say if there was a quick two or three things to your younger self? Like, listen here, here's what you need to do. first and foremost i mean there's a lot of talk about you know going to college and as it's called here in the u.s or uni in the uk i think it's great right i think it's great to to have higher education but i think something is happening right the proliferation of knowledge and information on the internet has surpassed our widest imagination right? I could literally learn how to knit right now on YouTube if I wanted to, right? Or I could learn how to, you know, how, you know, rockets get to space. My point is the the amount of knowledge we can get free of charge on the internet is just mind blowing. So to be specific, I would go back in time and tell my young self, just start real estate now. And you're going to fail for the first three to five years, but it's okay. But start now and start doing right? And start buying multifamily, obviously, um, if you want to get, you know, deep down into the, the strategy. Second is stop worrying about what other people think. <laughs> like, just don't, don't, don't worry about what other people think. Because in life, it's, we think that it's okay to go with the flow. This is one of my, my classic quotes, right? I say, stop going with the flow and start paddling towards your goal right? Stop going with the flow and start paddling towards your goal. And that could be interpreted in many different ways. Stop, you know, trying to please your friends and just go, go out with them or whatever. You start paddling towards your goals because your goals will require work because your goals will require effort, right? Nobody else is going to give you that fuel. You are the only person that can take yourself from where you are right now and where you really want to be. And it's going to take time. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's going to take forever. A lot of successful people we see now, they have put in years and years and years of effort, right? Last thing I'll say to myself is it is okay to be you. (laughs) it is okay to be you be your most authentic self wherever you are just don't try to be anybody else just be who you are in fact that is your strength right and that way people will be at 
attracted to your authenticity, opportunities will come to you, right? And you will get to where you want to be quicker and faster. Those are great. Those, those are absolutely great. And I mean, I, I like the fact that, you know, um, you mentioned also that stop thinking what other people are saying. I love that. Get out of that lobster trap. And then also the other thing too about education, if you're, you know, it's changed so rapidly and the speed, as you mentioned, the, we have such a trove of information that, you know, everything is online. So if you want to be a doctor, lawyer, accountant, you know, those are still professions that you're going to need education and higher education. For. Absolutely. But, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a marketing professional, I mean, just, just look how quickly things are moving. You know, let's just pick something. Facebook ads mm-hmm. changes every month. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you, you can't take a course in, in college into that. Right. So, um, you always have to be learning and that kind of ties into my next question of one habit that I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? Oh man, that is such a good one. So as you can see, I have folks on the video on YouTube probably can see I've got a, a bookshelf behind me. I think I'm um, just towards the end of last um last year. I've kind of been slow this year. I've been I've been reading at least two books a month, if not more. Um, that's obviously audible and then hard copies. So I'm constantly learning, right? Um, and for me now, um, with where I am in my life, I love I love love psychology. I just love human psychology. So if you check out my, my Instagram, all Dantes, I'm trying to talk about love, life and entrepreneurship, right? Because it is all well and good if we're so successful in one area of our lives, right? I don't want to be a billionaire and I don't have a wife and my wife has divorced me and taking my child or my kids away, right? The purpose of my billions isn't really useful if I don't have a family to spend it with, right? So it's, it's trying to balance love, life and entrepreneurship. So I want to really focus on those three things. And for me, I've, I've, I've just been reading a book. It's called The Happy Hypothesis. It's a great book. It just talks about life. It talks about, you know, how, what makes humans really happy, right? And I think just reading that book and just kind of going through that, I love psychology and why do people do what they do? And I think for me, that's just a, a fascinating um, subject, obviously unrelated to real estate, but it's just really fascinating to me. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So, although if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Man, I think I was talking about this recently, like if I could um, pass something to my daughter, I know how to win, and I can tell her how to win. I think first and foremost is you have to have empathy. (laughs) Like that should be like on the top list. Like you have to have empathy. You can't go through life being so all about me, 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 me. It should be about how can I help you? What skill do I have that you don't have that I can help you with? Right? So I think that's the number, that's the number one thing. Empathy. I think number two is family right? Family is really, really important. Like we, we put so much emphasis on our, our image that we, we kind of, you know, push out to the world through our social media channels. Like, look at me, I'm, I'm this and that. And sometimes we tend to forget those that truly love us, you know, who are family. Um, so I think, I think family is a huge one, huge, huge, huge. And I think the last one for me is community, right? 
um, you know, I was born in Africa, like I said, in, in Nigeria, I lived in the UK and, you know, I've started businesses in, in, in Lagos. I'm now in the United States. So I, I have a somewhat interesting perspective. You know, I travel a lot. My wife and I were in Indonesia this Christmas and we went to the Philippines where she was born and having a sense of community and understanding that you're not in a bubble and wherever you find yourself, regardless of, you know, what you look like, how you sound like, Try your try your best, your absolute best to have an impact somewhat on that community while you're there. So I think for me, it's definitely just three things. So you know, empathy, family, and community. Fantastic, Ola. Thank you for sharing that. Where can my listeners learn more about you? Where can they follow you and stay informed of all the projects that uh, you're involved with, and also listen uh, to your show? Yeah, thank you so much for that. So invest with Ola. So invest with ola.com um you guys can check me out email send me a message um, reach out there um you can subscribe to our newsletter you can see kind of what we, we, we're up to in terms of social media i'm pretty much ubiquitous you can't miss me um i'm on facebook instagram social media snapchat ola dantis ola dantis so o-l-a-d-a-n-t-i-s and if you you know hit me up on instagram just send me a dm which is a hey i heard you on you know mc show you know just let me know i can't wait to connect with you guys Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.